This episode of the podcast is brought to you by dying in a video game and then punching your dad in the face. Do you still see her? Yeah, yeah. Your ghosts follow you. They never leave. They live with you. It's when I let them in, I could start to face myself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that moved to London and then found themselves in a home full of ghosts. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to do His House. I've never seen this movie before. Yeah, I saw I... it. I watched it, um, I watched it like a few months ago, like when it first came out, and I was like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. Let me, uh, I'll give that a shot. I liked it a lot. I mean, there, there's some things that like I was kind of like... Well, this didn't really add up that well, <laughs> but overall, I think the movie was really cool. So, I really, I really, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that this movie sits in the same spot that kind of like Midsommar sits for you, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's technically, it's very good. Mm-hmm. The story is pr- is pretty good. Yeah. The um the cinematography and everything is all great, and even the story I was compelled with. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, you just couldn't get I, into like, it. Whenever like there just wasn't something going on, I just had this burning urge to just go on my phone and just like not pay attention to the movie. Yeah, and I don't know why because I really because like again I enjoyed the story and like mm-hmm. the like uncovering of everything that's going on. But for whatever reason, like when nothing was happening, I, I just found myself extremely bored, which mm-hmm. is. Is but not there's like not a me. lot. It's not like me. There's not a lot where it's like nothing's going on because it's almost I like know. scene for scene something's happening. I know. It, it, every, the hauntings and whatnot like happen quickly. Like mm-hmm. they don't really like waste any time. But I don't know, man. There's just something like strange. And I, I couldn't, I literally couldn't. Maybe it's just like I don't find the characters, like the husband and wife, like bold compelling. And maybe like I just don't buy them. I don't, I don't know what it is because I think that the guy who plays Bowl is like really good. Yeah. He's in other stuff too that I've seen. And like he's always, I think he was, um, no, I, I'm wrong, but I've, I've definitely <laughs> seen him in other stuff, and I was like, man, this guy's good. Yeah. But anyways. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, His House came out in 2020. Is It was directed by Remy Weeks. You have really two people in this film. Uh, you have Wenmi Masaku, who plays Riel, and then you have Sope Dirisu, who plays Bol. And then I guess you could throw in the whitest name I've ever heard, which is Matt Smith, who plays the other whitest name, Mark... But, I mean, he's really... You don't know who Matt Smith is? He's from, like, Doctor Who. I've never watched Doctor Who. He's I, I've never watched it either. But every time I see Matt Smith's face, I'm just like, God, he looks so strange. <laughs> he looks he, so He's in British. Last Night in Soho. Like he's, oh, he's, okay. one, he's a character in Last Night in Soho. I don't know who he is, obviously. The movie's not out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, But every time I see Matt Smith in something, I'm just like, just go back to your television show. <laughs> like, I, but he's fine in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't really have much to do. So, is he scarf Doctor Who? I have no idea. Do all of them wear scarves? I don't know. I've never watched Doctor Who. I'm not even a doctor, <laughs> <laughs> but you are a Who. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely from Whoville. Um, <laughs> uh, so, anyway, this is a movie about a refugee couple couple that um, makes a harrowing escape from a war torn South Sudan, mm-hmm. um, but then they end up struggling to adjust to their new life in an English town um, that has an evil lurking beneath its surface. Um, and kind of like again. Overall, I like the movie. Yeah. I, um, I want to get out of the way the things that I didn't like. Okay. Because there's more to it that I do like about this film. Mm-hmm. So like you said, I, I don't really buy 
Bowl and Riel's like relationship. They're very distant, and I guess that kind of like comes into play like with the story unfolding about like how they came to London. But at the same time, too, it's like they're not super lovey dovey. They're not like really intimate, which is fine for a horror movie. But at the same time, too, they don't show anything really that yeah, showcases I know. Like the their only scene that they're actually um, like somewhat. Uh, they like just together in a way that isn't them arguing <laughs> mm-hmm. is like the first night when they lay down on the floor and they're like playing the music through their phone. And then, and then he wakes up and she's gone already anyway. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, but like, that's like the only time basically that mm-hmm. they're actually like, it seems like they're actually enjoying their company yeah. with one another. Um, I didn't like, so it was a decent kind of like aha moment or like, I guess it's a twist, but like I did not. Yeah, I didn't need that. You do, I, like, I, I, I actually really like that. I I mean, it's cool. Like it's a twist, but like, did you really need to throw that in as well? I, I guess it wasn't like fully necessary, but I think that it does add to the overall characters of. I, I think that when you get that revelation that, um, what I don't even know how to pronounce the Naiga, the daughter. Yeah. When. When she, when you find out that she's actually not even their biological daughter, that they actually like stole her just to get onto the bus to escape their country, and then they end up, she ends up dying on the ship ride and drowns in the ocean. Um, I think that that adds to the story because you're. It, it takes the entire rest of the movie and changes everything. Yeah. And that's why I say, like, it's a really good twist. It's And I can even see, like, how that's probably, like, the idea of the Apeth, I guess it's called. The witch. Yeah, the witch um, haunting them. It's a warlock more, right? Because isn't a male witch a warlock? Yeah. But they, they outright say And he witch. doesn't even have a pointy hat. No. He's bald. Or a robe. <laughs> Nothing. Just nude. He's naked all Is the time. Is that what witches look like under each robe? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I guess, like, that is kind of, like, how the the whole premise of the film takes place it was just weird because it's like you could have easily had it where you know it's it's the daughter and they let her drown and then this is just like corrupting them and that's like why the yeah because it is kind in my opinion it honestly is a little um strange that this girl who they literally knew for maybe the total of like 12 hours Mm -hmm. maybe why Rial is like so obsessed yeah. with like having her come back and like she really calls like the, like it really feels like they're they're trying to bring this girl back and I guess it's because you know maybe like like they feel she feels very guilty mm-hmm. so she just wants her to be back but I don't know if I necessarily buy the whole thing of like feeling that passionate about a kid that's not even yours yeah unless it is kind of like this survivor's guilt type situation I guess where, where like she knows at this point that the real mother is probably dead and like that ball did this horrible thing. And this is the only way to kind of like repent for the sin of it all because like she got wrapped up into it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird where it's like, like, you know, thinking in, in the world of reality mm -hmm. does it doesn't affect you. No. Like there's no you, you you in in a way, and I know this sounds bad, but in a way your hands are clean. 
Like there's no, you're not going to get, tra- it's never going to get traced back to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it's just like one of those things that I guess like, it's like, she's a good person yeah. and, and she just feels really terrible about this thing. But I don't know. I guess it's just like when, when the revelation happens that it's not really her daughter, it's a crazy revelation. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a good twist, but I, I just don't. And I, like I said, I think it really kind of frames the entire movie, like balls, whole thing. Like we are good people. Like clearly mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah. Because you did all this. You, yeah, exactly. But I mean, it just like, it ends up making the one scene of when they're having dinner and they're like, Hey, we could start a family. And the way that Riel reacts as if like, you know, we had a family and like, you want to do this now. It just twists it all on its head. And it's like, it, I don't know, like for me, like it just made a weird scene weirder. Mm, yeah. But that's really the only things that I have bad to say about this. Yeah, film. I don't I don't think in my personal opinion that the uh, the witch is like, I don't know, with a movie that it like is so visually um, exceptional, I think, mm-hmm. and has so many great um, moments. I feel like they could have done way more with the witch, with the yeah. path. Like he was That's just, true. he's just like a bald man, like, like fucking <laughs> like gross, he, like wrinkly. He looks like a really skinny, just like bald, pale man. Like and like I don't know. Like I no, feel he, like making it like a like a true like horrific like thing that is demonic and that I feel like they could have done a lot more with him. So I think like he looks more like a guy that like. Got really, really fat, like 400 pounds. And lost a bunch of weight. And then lost a bunch of weight, but like didn't go outside at all. Like just did it all in his home. (laughs) So like super pale and just loose skin. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like even though the Apeth was like all practical effects, which looked really cool. Like you can tell that it's actually like a suit. Yeah. And even like the effect of like him reaching his hand through Ball's skin, all practical effects. Yeah, that that, that looks amazing. Yeah, it looks good. It is kind of a generic look for, like, a monster. Yeah. And, I mean, for the rest of the film, having, like, all these features and, like, exceptional... Well, the thing is, is I feel like they could have done something really, like, more African... Um, inspired like mm-hmm. all of like the ghosts and whatnot they feel like they're in like traditional African like you know um, clothing they have like the masks and, mm-hmm. and they have like all that and then he's just like this pale white guy yeah <laughs> like, I don't know like and for it to be like a witch that is from their culture you mm-hmm. would think that it would it would just have that presence yeah and it's just not and i don't know i, I every the, both times that i watched it i was like yeah it's kind of disappointing yeah no that's why i was like and he's only in it for like 3 minutes yeah i mean he's the not in the entrance it. is amazing where like the ground breaks and like he yeah. comes up through the sand yeah but then you see him you're like oh i kind of i like the it's idea. just uncle fester i really liked when ball was um trying to like summon him sort of and he was mm-hmm. like i'm like prepared for you and he puts like the candle down and then that turns into the the fire yeah and then the apeth is like just you just see his eyes glowing mm-hmm. and he's like behind the fire and he like tells him he tells him to take the knife and whatnot i was like that's genuinely like terrifying scary mm-hmm. like that really is like that the imagery of all of that is really scary yes and then he like and then he hands him the knife and he's just got human hands and mm-hmm. i'm like Okay, it kind of takes me out a little bit because he's got like these like yellow glowing eyes, mm-hmm. and he's got these just regular human hands, and then and then it, it's it's revealed that he actually can't even touch him. Yes. So it kind of just takes all of the wind out of him. <laughs> I mean, he he has powers. He mm-hmm. he is capable, but it's all show. Yeah, like you can't actually physically hurt him, and 
I mean, it, it gets it to a way where it's like, okay, like the characters have to make the decision for themselves. But also, because it was kind of leading towards like Riel was going to be the one to cut him. Yeah. Because she's like just done with the whole situation and then realizes how Ball has been corrupted. But instead, he does it. Yeah. So again, it takes the wind out of drama in the film. Yeah. With that being said, though, this movie has some of the best transitions I've seen in a very long they're, time. They're very good. So specifically the when they're eating, eating at the it's table. so good. <laughs> and he's just like, for, he's forcefully eating with a fork and knife soup, by the way. Yeah. Um, But like as the camera pans out and it's just in a small, <laughs> yeah, he's just in the middle of the ocean on like a small, like cutout of his apartment. Yeah. And it was amazing. Like I've, I've, I, it's been a long time since I've seen like a transition yeah, like that. Visually, this movie I think is very, very stunning. Like, and, mm-hmm. and they really, you could tell that the director had a very specific thing in mind when he was making this. And like, he had like a vision and was like, this is what I want to make. Yeah. Opposed to just like, let's make a scary movie. <laughs> like this, obviously he's trying to like de- be like profound and deep mm-hmm. and then it's trying to be like very metaphorical, but also, I mean, stylistically it's very, it's very, very incredible. Yeah. Even too, like when Riel like is able to escape and like jumps out the window yeah, and then it just cuts to like, a flashback really yeah. and then you get all this backstory and it took me a second where i was like wow like hold up is she like is this a time skip and she's back right or like what is happening like is this a flashback yeah. is this is like what the actual complex looks like and she's just imagining stuff yeah yeah and then like once you really find out like after a couple of seconds it's awesome like mm-hmm. it's it's something where it's like it took you out of the situation of riel trying to escape and then gave you backstory and then brought you back. Yeah, I like I specifically in that scene I think my favorite part of that scene is when all the women are there and she's talking to her and then they end up like you hear all the gunshots and then, mm-hmm. and then they turn the camera and then everybody in the room is just dead. Yes. I was like that's a powerful scene and then they get to the roof and then that one oh, is just on fire. <laughs> God, and then just like slowly like falls down. Yeah. It's like wow. <laughs> yeah. That is like a thing too that I want to I want to bring up too like this is why I love horror films because they're one of the few like genres of films that can actually like manifest a physical form of an idea or an oppression and specifically like the idea of like refugees coming to live like in air quote safer place right um the the entire film is that anxiety that frustration that like idea of like did we make the right decision encapsulated in a ghost story yeah and i think like with films that do that like horror is the only one that like really cements itself as like being able to manifest these ideas yeah i mean there's a lot of ideas in this movie that they that they try to get across i don't know if they necessarily all land i think the one that lands the most is ball trying to become American or not mm-hmm. American English become yeah. become um, English and and like forcing like the new culture and and him just trying to forget about the past and mm-hmm. not think about about where he's where he's from or anything he's and like specifically you know the main thing is really like the fork and knife deal like yeah. when he says like you know we're gonna start like hey, 
well, it first starts off where they sit on the floor and they're using their hands, mm-hmm. and then he brings over the fork and knife, and then he's like, ne- he's like, next meal, let's sit at the table, mm-hmm. and he's like, and you know, the wife is like, all I can taste is the metal when she's using the the, the fork, and he's like, you know, you'll get used to it. Mm-hmm. So he's like trying to just push forward, forget about everything, and and just become um, English. Yeah. Base. It's kind of like white. Yeah. Because because I, I I the thing that like at least that I took away from it was when um what is it real uh, when Real is asking that group of black boys directions and they they keep fucking with her and they're like it's over here it's over there no it's over here no it's definitely that way no it's this way um they they're it's a group they're all black there's mm-hmm. a group of black boys and they're they're english and they are telling her to go back to her country mm-hmm. and i just thought that that was like an interesting kind of thing where you have all black characters and even the black characters who were technically raised in england mm-hmm. are being racist yeah to another black character and telling her to go back to her country because she's speaking in her native tongue yeah there's also like a very subtle scene where when ball goes to like the uh the clothing store to buy like the new set of clothes and you see the the mall security guard or whatever like just following yeah. him for and a minute. like you think that that's gonna like yeah it does something and it just doesn't yeah but it's something that like is all too real at the same time yeah where like this just happens and like it might not lead to anything but it might also lead to something yeah and it's just like one of the, like you said like it's a very subtle scene that like it just is very impactful yeah i mean even even like within that scene where he goes and he's like looking at at the um the uh the like display model and and it's got like the, you know the big the big uh photograph of like the white family up there and he clearly feels like that's what he wants to be mm-hmm. but he's it's like he's trying he's like suppressing who he truly is yeah um, to the point where it starts obviously having really negative effects on his relationship with his wife and, and whatnot. And I think that for the most part, generally all that stuff really works. I think that it, it is compelling and I think that it, it does kind of, you know, I, I think that it works. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think that some of the other themes don't really work all that well, but I don't really, I, I, I want, I like this movie mm-hmm. and I want to like talk about like, but you know, obviously there are things that I feel like don't necessarily work. And I think there are things that do work, but I think the things that work a lot, are what, what we spoke about, and I think that they really, really do work. Yeah. Also, the the slow build of insanity building between Ball. Yeah, I mean the uh, the haunting great. stuff is is very because uh, we haven't even spoken about that. It's really. very reminiscent of The Shining, in my opinion. Like the way that Ball like slowly like descends into madness about this, mm-hmm. and like breaks off all the locks on that way Riel can't leave. Yeah, and then starts taking the hammer and like bashing the the walls to like see everybody and make sure that they can't get him. Yeah. It's The Shining. <laughs> it's it's literally Jack Torrance going insane. Kinda, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, I I think that that the I, I wish that there weren't um you know like you get like the the false scare with the like the bird that comes out of the thing mm-hmm. like ah eh, like that's unnecessary. Um, I think that the light switch a very technique cool. was really cool mm-hmm. where where like all of the African ghosts were like coming at him and then and then he switches on the light and then they're gone and then they switch off the light and then he's but it, in like. In context, that doesn't actually make sense because yeah. the daughter is like, tur- she turns off the light 
and then he ends up turning it back on. But mm-hmm. then she, while the light is on, she ends up turning it back off again. So then, why couldn't she then, just turn it back off again? But like, it's just like, yeah, exactly. Like when he t- when he gets it on, that, then that kind of means that she can turn it back off again. But I mean, that's like nitpicky stuff. Yeah. Like obviously, this is like supposed to be. It's it's a movie, and you gotta like you know suspend a little bit of this uh, a little bit of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked when he was in the ocean and the fucking the arms come oh, out yes. behind and him and pull start, his like, arms back him. and then and then it forces his head mm-hmm. and then the the um the octopus thing comes yes. out of the daughter's throat. Very cool. I was like, yeah, that's 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 awesome. Situation again of like CGI actually being used right. Yeah. Like it looked realistic. Yeah, it did. Um, and the actual last shot too, amazing. Yeah. There's there's definitely, I mean, I don't know, like, what did you take away from that last shot? So, because it, it it was, like, a very, like, heartfelt thing where you see Ball and Riel, like, in their giant home, air quotes. Because they keep saying that, Yeah, right? that that's it's like, a massive oh, house. Oh, that's bigger than my house. Oh, it's bigger yeah. than my house. But, I mean, it's, like, the thing is, it's not like, it doesn't necessarily feel like the slums. Mm-hmm. Like, they get it, and it's, like, a mess. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the house itself isn't really that bad. No. I mean, the lights are don't work, maybe, but he ends up fixing that anyway. And then it's just a lot of, like, throwing out the track, like, just picking shit up and yeah. throwing it out. The house itself was actually not that bad. No, there's a lot of shit that you could just, like, it's just tidying up. Yeah, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and they just, like, they keep making that a point in the movie where it's like, oh, he's complaining about his house size. It's bigger than my house. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just, like really crazy to me because like again this paints like a very powerful image of like what refugees are like where you know you have like a quick cut of like both of them in the apartment and then you turn to the hallway and it's just like everybody 50 people in there and then it shoots back and then there's like 50 people in there with Riel and Ball like in the center of it yeah and they mentioned it too like earlier on where it's like you know you guys got lucky like normally there'd be like 10 12 of you sharing this one place in a place that's half the size yeah but it's yours yeah and it was just like a really powerful moment because like it, it just paints a picture of like what it's like for refugees to like leave and come to like a different place yeah. and like being part of the system yeah i think that like basically that last shot is like this is only one yeah of the stories yeah like everybody else has yeah. like a very similar story but different right and that's kind of like what I get from that last shot. I think it's a beautiful last shot. Mm-hmm. And again, like I have so many positive things to say about this film, but yet there's just something about the movie that doesn't quite click for, for some reason. I know. I don't know what it is. One one last thing too, like again, like to paint that picture was when they were getting ready for the interview. And as they walked down the hall, the one guy trying to kill himself because he didn't get accepted. So he's yeah. being sent back. Yeah. And it's like, again... You'd rather kill yourself than go back to that situation. Yeah, but I get it, man. Like I, I mean, I can't talk shit about it because like Midsummer is the same thing for me, where you love it and I just, I love it but hate it. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I fucking, definitely don't hate this movie. I know, but I, like, and, but also like Midsummer is a lot different, and and like it's there's just a lot more to Midsummer that like this movie I would say is generally is a is a little bit more like cut and dry like it's mm-hmm. a traditional classic like haunting movie with a few twists in yeah. it. Midsummer is like a completely different animal. Um but yeah, I don't know, there's just something odd about it. I mean, I recommend it. I mm-hmm. I, I think that it's worth a watch and I think that it's a good I think it's a good horror movie. I think it's got some decent scares. I think you know, the main antagonist demon thing is kind of a little lackluster, but yeah. overall I think it's a, I think it's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like a seven. Feel like uh like an eight and a half ghosts in the wall. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Zach, you have a recommendation? I do. Um, it's not my recommendation, but like really quick. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, really quick, I just want to like, because you already recommended it at one point, but um, I've been listening to it a lot lately, like especially when working out. Black Parade, solid fucking album. Oh, yeah, no. I, it's the one thing. It's the only My Chemical yeah. Romance album that I like. Yeah, same. I tried listening to like other stuff, but like. And I just can't get into it. And no. like my girlfriend's, she was, she like was in like the emo scene like growing up mm-hmm. and she was like no all the albums are pretty good no and then i listened to them and i was like this like I, I don't know what happened with my with uh welcome to the black parade but they were they were on like a different level yeah. for that that was like you know a flash in the pan i think everything else is really not that good the first five tracks are just like it's just bangers yeah exactly <laughs> man like i'm listening to them on repeat lately yeah they're it's a great album but anyways actual recommendation um so to keep it again like with the spooky stuff um, I, I forgot I owned them, um, but I recently, like, remembered that I had them and then just started, like, actually reading through it, um, but the company Dark Horse, which is a comic, uh, comic book company that, like, mainly does, like, darker stuff, air quote, Dark Horse, of course. um, most notably Hellboy is, like, oh, okay. their biggest title for it, and there was, like, one like series that came out that was like very random but also very cool and it was written and also like illustrated um and by that i mean like actually drawn by a man named um gal tanabi and again because you know this um it's hp lovecraft yeah and the main book like the very first volume of one and two is the mountain of madness and it's such a dense story and to actually see it like illustrated and like brought to life through like a comic book form it's very cool because again i'm never gonna fucking get it in any other (laughs) any other fucking context because god forbid i get that movie but (laughs) getting it as a comic like was really really cool to like i just have like like an image of a fucking free real estate where it's like <laughs> this is only for like it's free real estate like th- this movie is just for Zach Johnson <laughs> now the madness come get your keys it's just for you <laughs> but um but yeah like it's really cool and like horror comics are something of a unique breed to me where I don't know if there's really is there really that many I mean there's probably a there's, de- I don't know is there I don't there's know if that's like an like, actual subgenre of them that's like actually like thriving or yeah. like there's there's not a lot. There's like one that I just found out about yesterday that I forgot. I got to go back and look it up. But um, it's very hard to find like an actual copy to it. So I'm going to see if I can't just find it like online somehow. And then I've talked about him before. Junji Ito is like the god of horror the manga. God. The horror manga god. Um, he It has like this weird like masterful way of like creating the scare through turning the page and getting that shock of like what you're going to see. Yeah. Um, and that's what this comic does, and that's why I think it's a really cool idea. Cool. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I would like. I mean, uh, Mountain of Madness, H.P. Lovecraft, Dark Horse comic. Cool. All right. Gao Tanabi. There you go. Yeah. All of that. All of that, and we'll <laughs> put it together yourself. So. Yep. <laughs> Going to be a hell of a thumbnail for the <laughs> for when I post it, but um. But yeah, Frank, what are we doing next? Um. Okay. So we are going to be doing. Something I think is kind of an interesting topic that is some of our favorite weapons uh, in horror movies. Cool. So anything kind of goes. 
Mm-hmm. It can be classic, iconic ones. It can be a specific scene that was used with a random object. Um, anything goes. So uh, the pogo stick from Leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can be that. Um, so look forward to that discussion, Zach. Take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, we are not going back.